that. All it's right. been. Ha- it ha- oh. oh. Saved by the digits. Saved by the digits. Okay, folks. Time for straight talk. That's what that. We're excited to bring you this segment on Real Presence Live. This is your opportunity to share your questions, um, ask questions, share comments and topics related to the faith. When you hear that sound, which you just heard, please call 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122 to call in your questions, or uh, you can always submit your questions to us on Facebook. Facebook. People still use that? Yes. Father, people still use Facebook. Well, to put it in a sensitive way, people of a certain generation still use Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Father Tyler Matson is with us in studio and here at the bank this morning. Morning, Father. Yeah, good morning. Great to be here. It's great to have you. So, again, if you... So, if you answered yes to that question... <laughs> <laughs> no judgment on Father's part. It's not entirely true. I still use Facebook, and the young folks still use it. But wow. uh, why are you blushing? But probably your teenagers are not going to be found yeah, on Facebook. They're on though. Instagram no. or Snapchat yeah. or whatever the latest. And Here's the question: is. Are, Do you let your children onto Snapchat and uh, Instagram? No, and yes, and just the oldest who's going to be a sophomore in high school. And I think maybe we'll. Um, I'm let, I, I, I hope, please, uh, call in or, or submit your questions by Facebook. But one of the topics that maybe we'll visit about mm-hmm. if if uh, we have the chance. If you Technology. No, I I, I love the topic. I just gave a talk last week on distraction and indifference as obstacles to oh, discipleship. So and 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 uh, social media and frankly just uh, cell phones and the yeah. internet in general are a great distraction. Absolutely. To well, the um, number to call in. Go ahead. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Or you can submit any questions on Facebook. We have Dr. Chris Bergwald yes, and ma'am. Father Tyler Matson here to answer your questions. In case you're wondering, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't. I don't do certain <laughs> my hands. Goodness. If you watch my hands shake, you would not want me to touch any or your vital knees. organs. Um, I'm a, a doctor <laughs> of sacred theology, uh, so that's that's why I'm on this segment. With, That's why we're stumping Bergwald's today. <laughs> so, uh, b- before we um, get to any questions or any other topics, mm-hmm. we do have a prayer request this sure. morning, Father. Um, somebody submitted this. Please pray for my mother who is having hip surgery on July 23rd. May her surgeons be skillful and may her healing be swift. So, we uh, pray for uh, this woman. Uh, for indeed that her surgeons might be skillful and the healing might be swift. And and today we particularly seek the intercession of St. Bridget of Sweden, whose feast day we're celebrating. Sure. We ask this to Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So so there we go. Thank you. Uh, please feel free. Always, of course, if you have any particular prayer intentions that you'd like to submit. Mm-hmm. But if you have questions for us this morning, please feel free to do so. Yep. The so number is fa- 877-795-0122. I just had to get in there one more time. Thank you. Father, what, do you, know, do you know, know much about St. Bridget of Sweden since I mentioned her already? Sure. Well, you know, it's actually kind of funny that we're uh, here at the Banquet of Great Ministry that serves those who are in need. Uh, because I was, I was doing a little uh, research on St. Bridget to get her to my homily this morning, and she was a great lover of the poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never knew that about her. Uh, and she uh, was a third order Franciscan, so kind of a lay Franciscan, and had a very uh, 
strong place in her life and her heart for those who are downtrodden and poor and in need. So uh, reputation, actually, for helping those in need. So yeah. how beautiful that this is her feast day. Yeah. And was she born into a, a wealthy family? You know, I think she did okay. Mm-hmm. You know, she. I, I was actually surprised she had eight children. Yeah, married uh, for 28 years. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. Uh, if anybody says you can't have a bunch of kids and become a saint, Saint Bridget will say, "Nah." Yeah. Or a nun. Anna. She became a nun too, didn't she? Well, a third order. Third order. Francis. She started mon- a monastery back in mm-hmm. Sweden, mm-hmm. but she. Uh, I don't think she was. She was always a laywoman herself. I think. I believe so. Yeah. 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 yeah she did start an order, but was always a laywoman and. Uh, one of her daughters actually is is known as a saint. So she saint had a daughter Catherine. to Catherine. Yeah. So not too bad, Bridget. <laughs> well done. Bridget. Well done, Bridget. A plus from this side. But she also was instrumental in um, uh, bringing an end to the Avignon papacy. So that mm-hmm. that time when um, the Pope, who was the Bishop of Rome for well a few decades, I think, sure. actually was in residence in southern France in the the, the city of Avignon. Mm-hmm. Um, so the strange thing would be like, so for us here, our diocese, where we're at, uh, where we live and work, is the diocese. Bishop Swain. You're uh, responsible for that you're the bishop. And I think the part that um, I found interesting when reading through that is that she went to go get approval for this monastery or this group. And as she travels there, I'm I'm assuming she's planning to go visit, but she ends up never coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, right. As a woman, I found that very strange. Yeah. That's... But because of she needed to stay because, can you fill in the blank? No, I can't. Well, because she was trying to get the Pope back in. Oh, Rome. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. That. All right. Well, you know, it's interesting because you know Saint Catherine of, of Siena kind of gets a lot of credit for that. She was a contemporary of Saint Bridget. Saint Catherine uh, had a great desire for the Pope to return to Rome, but right. Bridget was instrumental too. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah. and both Saint Catherine and Saint Bridget are co-patronesses, uh, co-patronesses of, of Europe. Europe. Yeah. So yeah. for you Scandinavians out there, like here in South Dakota, yeah. Saint Bridget would be more of our patron than Saint Catherine, who was Italian. Italian. You betcha. That's, right, that's right. You betcha. <laughs> So, a little bit there for you about St. Bridget. Again, if you have any questions for Father or myself this morning, or Heather, uh, you never know. You never know. I can make a mean omelet. (laughs) (laughs) We get that recipe uh, going. 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or, as we said earlier, you can always submit your question by Facebook. We do have an anonymous uh, question this morning from Mandan. Um, The question from our listener Mandan was Father how can God love someone who continually falls back into sin from a human perspective it doesn't seem to make any sense uh, and I definitely get where that question is coming from you know I'm not, I don't know about you Father but uh, I think this is common you know when I go to uh, the sacrament of reconciliation when I receive confession or when I confess my sins and receive absolution um, I often am con- confessing the same sin over and over sure. and, and I do wonder you mm-hmm. know sometimes Am I? <laughs> if I hit the limit on this, right, one. right, okay. 
but we know that God's mercy is endless. And yet, mm-hmm. as as our listener is wondering, all right, notes from a human perspective, it, it doesn't seem to to make any sense. Now, before we kind of get into that, one response that I heard um, about the whole problem of uh, confessing the same sin over and over and over again um, is at least you're not committing nuisance. Right. So there's always that. <laughs> but, right. but always a silver lining. In, in, uh, Father, what are your thoughts on, sure. on this listener's question? Well, it's a great question. I especially love that last line from a human perspective, it doesn't make sense. And you know what? She's absolutely, or whoever this is, is absolutely right. It doesn't make sense from a human perspective. Uh, we have a limit to right. mercy. Right. You know, we limit mercy. You know, we're we're three strikes and you're out kind of people. And uh, this type of question can only be seen from God's perspective. Uh, God, who, how do we know about God? Well, what, how He's revealed Himself in sacred Scripture. And, and one of my favorite lines of Scripture, I can't remember where it's from now, but um, it says, "The mercies of the Lord are new every single morning." Uh, imagine that every single morning, the mercies of God are new. Uh, and I think it just sh- shows us God's heart, God's desire, um, and especially in the person of Jesus Christ, right? That uh, St. Paul tells us in Romans that while we were still his enemies, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a great consolation for us that even if I commit sin over and over and over again, if I, if I desire to, to get better, if I desire to become holy, um, but, I, you know, but I'm human and I make mistakes, um, the Lord's mercies are going to be new for me. Uh, Christ, who died for me, uh, is, is wants to extend that mercy to me. But we really have to start kind of thinking from God's perspective rather than a human perspective. And I think, too, just turning that frustration over to the Lord mm-hmm. as well, just asking. He, he knows our heart. He knows, mm-hmm. he knows us better than we know ourselves. So mm-hmm. he knows how frustrating that is for us when we, I mm-hmm. mean, I think most of us do. I, I do have my, you know, like, again, those recurring sins. And, and it does get frustrating. And sure. I do, you know, hey, Lord, thank you for your mercy, uh, your, your endless, your, 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 your bounty of mercy um, but free free me from this sure. mm-hmm. and then trusting that he will do that with our cooperation of course in his own uh, in his own good time sure yeah yeah something I like to kind of say is you know if if the devil um, can't get us to sin he'll try to get us to, to get be discouraged you know yeah. so yeah. so that's one thing too is, is just not to um, uh, not to get discouraged with yeah, those exactly. recurring sins. Because you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, also an attack of the enemy or a tool of the enemy mm-hmm. to try to discourage us and get us despair, to despair and turn from. That's the only that's the sin against the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that, that we believe that God can't forgive our sins or refusing to repent of our sins. Well, and I'm going to take the, the layman's terms on this one just for the fact that as I'm listening to this explanation from you, Father, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about my toddler. Yeah. She's 16 now. But when she was a toddler, some nights you would put those kids to bed and it would be like, good night. Just, you know, I need a break. They have been naughty. They haven't been listening. They've been talking back. Mm -hmm. All these things and just driving you nuts. But guess what? The next morning when they wake up, they're the Mm -hmm. darn cutest things you've ever seen. (laughs) You know? And so I think that's kind of how I'm looking. That's my Absolutely. Nothing like a little hug and I'm sorry, Mommy, to to (laughs) melt your heart and forget all about, you know. And that's the human perspective. So (laughs) imagine God. He's so much bigger. So to our listener, Mandan, hopefully that will give you some solace and consolation. Hopefully there's something there that... um, Will will be helpful to you. We've got a, Father. We've got another sure. prayer request sure. by Facebook. Before we get to that, I want to remind 
uh, our listeners that you can call in. The number is 877-795-0122. If you have any questions on faith or current events, the number is 877-795-0122. Or you can also submit questions on Facebook. Okay. And we've got a prayer intention submitted by Facebook. Sure. Sure. So uh, Sherry says that she just has a lot going on in her life right now. Um, financial troubles, a lot of change. Um, a lot of things that happen one thing after the next. And, and it's just starting to maybe uh, have some some trials of faith um, and just would like some prayers and some comfort. You know, I think uh, what what she's going through is going through, a lot of people are experiencing something similar where um, sometimes there are just seasons of life where it seems like it's one thing after the next. But we know the Lord is our, our rock and our strength. So we just turn to you now, Heavenly Father, and we especially pray for Sherry and, and for all those who might be experiencing life as burdensome or, or too much to handle. Um, we know that uh, your burden is light, um, your yoke is easy, and we ask that you would console us um, and recognize that after the cross always comes the resurrection. Um, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Father. Sure. So, Sherry, hopefully that's, um, well, we offer that prayer on your behalf um, and that God will be with you and present to you as he always is, uh, particularly in those struggles that you're going through. All right. Well, if you want to join in on the conversation or want to start a new topic, feel free to give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. Okay, so lots of people have been calling in, and I think we're just getting things organized. So <laughs> it must be because you two are here. There we go. That must be what it is. So we, we actually have a, do have another um, listener question submitted anonymously. Father, wondering if you can address how one should deal with in-laws who are constantly on our property and violating our privacy. My husband allows it. How can we set boundaries so we can live happily? How can I be like St. Bridget? Hmm. Great question. Yeah, very practical question. Move to Rome. You know, yeah, move to Rome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think with something like this, I'd say uh, two things kind of have to be intention. One, of course, is, uh, you know, boundaries are an important part of love. Boundaries allow us to love. So it's okay to set boundaries. Uh, it's To love doesn't mean that you're always being taken advantage of or you never have any privacy um, or uh, or anything like that. So boundaries are okay. Um, at the same time, uh, you know, when we're addressing something difficult like this, like maybe in-laws and maybe your husband um, is allowing it, uh, just in the married life, it's important that you work with your husband on a solution. Mm -hmm. um, just to share honestly with him about how you feel about it. Um, and then to say, hey, maybe is there some kind of compromise that we can come to together? Because um, they're your parents, and I know that you, you know, he, he probably loves his parents, uh, and that's probably why he, he allows it. Uh, but 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 what's what sort of a way that we could make some boundaries? Maybe certain days of the week that will just be for us, and we don't need to worry about in-laws coming. Um, so I say that that's a sensitive process, but always to recognize that um, to put love first, and and if you're able to work with your husband, um, I'd say 
uh, that would be ideal too. But maybe Dr. Chris, as a married man, you might have a perspective <laughs> on this. <laughs> My, Jermaine and I are at the the last day of this month here. Um, next Wednesday, celebrating 20 years. Wow! Congratulations. Uh, yeah. So I, I would Father echo what you said, and maybe um, I'd encourage the listener to maybe start with your husband. As Father, as you noted, um, he loves his parents, but the also the reality is it's also hard to have that conversation mm-hmm. with your parents. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, they raised you the, when, mm-hmm. when we were, when we were babies, they took care of us. Um, so it, it might, that might be a challenge for him, but maybe d- not to allow this to come between the two of you, um, or to allow it to come between the two of you any more than it already has, but really try to, I think, as, as you said, father, to, for them to get on the same page, sure, yeah. um, and, and pray about it, mm-hmm. uh, and talk about it and, and then to set good boundaries. There's a great book by Dr. Henry cloud. He's a counselor, a Protestant counselor, but it's a fantastic book called boundaries, mm-hmm. um, where he talks about exactly these sorts of issues. Um, you know, the whole thing, good fences make good neighbors. I think there's something <laughs> true <laughs> yeah. about any relationship. Mm-hmm. Fences aren't permanent. They're not walls. It's not like the Berlin wall. Mm-hmm. Um, they have doors, they have mm-hmm. gates, um, so, but, but they're important, I think, for a sound and, and, and holy relationship. Right. And absolutely to make sure that, that your marriage is the first thing, you know, so uh, if anything is coming in between uh, just your relationship with your husband, uh, that's something that's important to, to address so that you can just live out that vocation. Um, then you will be like St. Bridget, you know, who really did live married life well. Amen. Amen. So be sure to our prayers, listener, um, Mm -hmm. for you in in, in your situation that God would bring healing and wisdom and counsel in in your relationship with your husband, but also um, with your Mm in-laws. Right. Amen. All right. Well, if you want to join in on the conversation or have a question about any current events or topics that you've always wondered about with our faith, um, give us a call at 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877 seven nine five zero one two two or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We have Dr. Chris Bergwald here and Father Tyler Matson answering your questions this morning. Trying our best at least. Trying. So far so good. <laughs> Haven't had any disasters yet, so that's good. There we go. <laughs> so going back to the technology question yeah. I had before, I'm curious, you know, I have a sixteen year old and you yep. also have children yep. of all ages. Yep. Well, not all ages. No, I mean, you don't have any yeah. little, little no, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 15 down to seven. Five kids, 15 down to seven. So what is your policy with technology? Do they We're have smartphones pretty, first off? Uh, no, at this point, no. Um, the oldest does have an iPod, um, which uh, vir- almost functions right. like an iPhone these days. I mean, you, if you have internet, mm-hmm. you can make a phone call and message and everything. Yeah. Um, so, no, and, and frankly, we... <laughs> um, all our kids are great kids. Our oldest is great. Uh, but just we did learn um, how hard it is to monitor um, devices. Mm-hmm. And so it's not becoming all-consuming. Apart from all the like the, the horrible things you can find online, the mm-hmm. ways it really can become a distraction, and the, the impact it makes on our ability to be attentive to anything. Um, so because of that, the younger kids are not getting iPods at the age that our oldest was allowed to, which of course is always hard. You know, when you're, it's not fair. So-and-so when they were such and such an age, well, we know, but we learned. And Mm -hmm. um, so we were pretty, as much as I love 
technology. Um, I'm a bit of a, a, a tech geek a little bit. Um, just seeing how it's impacted me, my attention span, my ability to mm-hmm. be present to the people who are in front of me. Squirrel! You yeah. know, I mean, how... I Just as an adult, um, let alone as... as um, you know, children, tweens, teens, brains still in development. Literally, um, the internet, there's a great book called The Shallows by a tech journalist, Nicholas Carr, that came out years ago. And in The Shallows, um, Carr talks about how literally the internet rewires our brains. Neuroplasticity, our brains are very malleable. They can be, they can rewire themselves. And this, the, the link culture of, of the internet, where you're always just clicking on links, mm-hmm. has literally can literally rewire it's rewired my brain i mean 20 years ago when i was in grad school i could sit down and do like focused hard deep reading and thinking for hours like time would just fly by now it's like 10 minutes later like okay time for a break let how can i distract myself mm-hmm. um so that reality um again apart from the garbage the immorality that you can find on the internet has really led me for me myself but then also how we parent our kids to really try to draw good boundaries mm-hmm. um, with with the use of technology. Well, and I think it's scary what, because society's um, value system's dropping all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and what they think is acceptable and normal is, you know, constantly, I think, going down the tubes. And I, so what you what they think is normal and acceptable, they're trying to teach your child that that's yep. normal and acceptable and it makes me want to scream. So yep. that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And, and even apart just the ability to have you know, regular human interaction. I mean, I, I years ago, uh, one of our guests is going to be on later. My co colleague Emily Leadham called me out because we were at a um, a gathering, a lunch gathering with some coworkers, and I was checking my phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, how often have you, you know have you been in a conversation with somebody? I'm, I'm getting my phone, listeners, and putting it right in front of me right now, mm-hmm. and and you're talking to them, and they're they're they get a notification, they look down and read it, mm-hmm. like, and I've done that before, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and how how distracting that is, like. Be present to the person in front of you. Yeah. Okay, I could go on a rant. Okay, sure. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> Father, what do you think, Father? Well, you know, I think, you know, it's kind of funny that notification point because I think they have done studies that there's sort of a, a reward process yeah. that comes from that where when you get like a text message or an email on your phone and you're able to read it, like it feels good. You get like those endorphins and you get rewarded yep. for that. Somebody likes me. So then, so then like you're, you're like seeking it out and that's yep. why you're always checking your phone. Anything new when I get a text message, I get an email. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I try to do a, an hour of prayer each day and I'll have my cell phone on me usually just for the clock so I can see what time it is. But man, do I sometimes get distracted and I'll be like, oh, I should look up something about St. Bridget for my homily. Oh, yeah. I should, I should link to what's about, what about the Bridget teens? Oh, next thing I know, I'm like looking <laughs> yeah. at a Wikipedia page about who knows what, because like, and exactly. my time of prayer is almost over. But you know, that's, and that's just the, the thing with technology is can be such a helpful tool. Yep. Um, and there's so much good. Uh, so much good content out there from from good Catholic resources uh, to help you grow in your faith through technology. But I think, like you said, that boundaries is so like anything in your life. Um, uh, temperance is going to allow you to enjoy something and to use it well, um, but then also not to become uh, overruled by it. So you know, I'm looking at a plate of donuts right now on the table. Right, distraction. And, you know, and I could like say I want the whole plate. Which maybe I, but that won't be good for me. But maybe one, <laughs> one would be okay, you know. And I think that's sort of the thing with technology is like, can you set some kind of boundaries for yourself Amen. where a little bit's okay, but you don't want to get overwhelmed by it. 
Amen. Yeah. We do have a few minutes left. Uh, if you'd like to submit a question about technology, um, anything, current events, as Heather mentioned earlier, the number is 877-795-0122, 877-795-0122, or you can submit the question by Facebook. So again, technology can be useful. <laughs> yes, um, yes we're asking you to use it. <laughs> properly, used properly. I, uh, one of our guests who will also be on later, Dr. Edward Shree, in his book, um, Into His Likeness, which is on um, the basics of, of living a life of discipleship to Jesus Christ, talks about how technology uh, has, has it really does impede our ability to follow Jesus Christ more closely. Mm-hmm. Even, like, even the great things like like podcasts and Catholic mm-hmm. radio shows, mm-hmm. um, we, we have to be moderate because sometimes, well, not sometimes, because we need to really be attentive to uh, seek after rather a life of contemplation. Yeah, and I heard I heard a phrase recently that really struck home to me where uh, they said that through technology we can tend to export our interior life. Yeah. Export our interior life, mm. which basically means I'm not staying present to the reality of God within me. And instead, I'm trying to just, like, find it on Instagram or Facebook. And mm. uh, there's something about just, like, staying present to what's going on with you, like you said, to, to contemplate the mysteries exactly. within your own person. Yeah, looking for, I mean, we as Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ is present in the face of every person that I encounter and in every circumstance of my life. Mm-hmm. But if I'm standing at the grocery store checkout line um, and, and there's a couple of people in front of me and I immediately pull out my phone to distract myself from mm-hmm. the, that those few minutes of boredom, I'm missing the possibility of seeing our Lord present mm-hmm. and something that he might want to speak to me. Yeah. Right. Well, and I just had an encounter. Um, I'll give the phone number one more time. 877-795-0122. We still have a couple minutes you just distracted for your yourself. question. You, I know. You, yeah, so it's my anyway, job. Yeah. 877-795-0122. But I was at Last Stop CD Shop, one of my favorite stores in town. Mm-hmm. They were having half off books and movies. Oh. So we were. I was there alone, and it was really funny because it brought back memories. I don't know if Father Tyler will remember this or not. Memories of going to Blockbuster <laughs> and standing there staring at all the different movies and how people would shift and move around each other oh, yeah. so they could see. I ended up having a conversation with a random person, and it lasted for a half an hour. <laughs> and I got to actually... She asked me what I do for a living, and of course, I'm like, Catholic radio. Well, then that just launched into a whole Mm. discussion about faith. Yep. And that's because I was felt prompted by God to say, this reminds me of being at Blockbuster. (laughs) 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 You know, but Mm. being open to having those interactions again is important. That's my story. There we go. So, Father... um, (laughs) You mentioned earlier you're preparing for your homily. We talked about St. Bridget. Uh, I, I love the first reading at Mass mm. for today, which is the, the, the crossing of the Red Sea by right. Moses and the Israelites mm-hmm. in Exodus. Uh, and just how, I mean, I think for me, um, that the Charlton Heston movie, <laughs> The Ten Commandments, mm. where he plays Moses, mm-hmm. probably is just, even with its bad 19, what, 50s, 60s visual effects, uh, still so, I don't know, that, that's the image that I often have um, and, and there's that reality of well a couple of things I love just of course the passing through the water and an image mm-hmm. of baptism there sure. but then also how our Lord through the pillow of fire we read that God casts a glance 
upon the Egyptians mm. and it sends them into terror. Uh, and, and just how I think sometimes I domesticate God. Yeah, right. You know, I, I make him like a little pet kind of rather than the Lord and master and creator mm. of the universe. Um, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is fear, fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm um, afraid like a slave would be afraid of that their master might beat them. But am I that awe and wonder that mm-hmm. he is God and I'm not. Hmm. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And actually, uh, it was, it's funny you mentioned Ten Commandments. Cause I was going to say. I always think of the movie Prince of Peace, yeah, or, uh, Prince, Prince of Egypt, Prince of Egypt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the DreamWorks too. film. Uh, but you know, I, I was just talking to somebody recently. They asked me, you know, well, isn't God just like a superhero? Isn't he just like the best person in the Marvel universe? Mm-hmm. And I, had to, I got to say, well, no, he's like not even part of our universe. Yep. He is so outside of that. He's not just the greatest thing in this world. He is completely beyond it. Yep. Uh, and sometimes we forget that. I'm uh, have been studying the Psalms lately, and. Uh, there's this one Psalm, Psalm 33, where it says, you know, the Lord opened his mouth and there were the heavens and the, yep. and the earth and the deeps. Like the Lord just like whispers and everything you see is created. And just an image for us of how grand God is. And yet, like for the reading today, he enters into history and he chooses a people. And yep. he's like, I'm with the Israelites. Yep. Uh, and how amazing that is for us too, who have been called. And cool. so he is, and he is just as he is with the Israelites, uh, th- uh, 3,500 years ago, give or take a century or two, he is with each one of us mm-hmm. today. Well, um, and he desires qu- to save us. And how quickly, how quickly we, you know, don't give God the credit he deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, we tend to make him a small God, and I think asking for big, crazy things is um, probably flattering to him. Amen. <laughs> yeah, because we can start to think, well, I don't think God can actually do this in my life. Right. Well, Exactly you know, right. If God can whisper and create the universe, you know, mm, God I can, think he can handle he it. Can, <laughs> certainly the concerns of our life, which are which are big and important to us. You know, he his he and his can, love, he wants to help us. Exactly. Thanks for being here this morning, Father. Yeah, well thanks for having me and hope the rest of the morning goes well for you. Thanks. Yeah, it shall.